getting your weekend started right. The Jet Set Breakfast. 7.40, you are with SFM 104-107. And uh, we are staying, I suppose, with sporting, but also with health as we look at a focus on men's health this International Men's Day. And... What are we looking at in specific? Well, Marcel Korth is the principal for Living with Dignity and Gender-Based Violence Programs at Anglo-American. Marcel, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks for having me. So, so today is International Men's Day, and uh, it's celebrated worldwide. What is it and its, really, and its aim in terms of focusing on the welfare of men? What are you looking at? <laughs> Yeah, isn't it funny that we would have an International Men's Day where, you know, most of us know that pretty much every day is Men's Day um, as far as our position in society is concerned. So International Men's Day is really um, there to celebrate the positive value that we men bring or aim to bring to families, communities, societies. And that's really what it is, what it has drawn attention to also if we want to bring positive value to our environments, we need to be in good health. So typically, this is also a day where we can speak about health among men, and um, that's yeah. really that's really where where my interest lies. So I was interested in the, the research behind some of this topic around the fact that South African men experience a greater share of the total fatal and non-fatal burden of disease. And I'll start with disease before we go into other spaces as well. How does this work? (laughs) Well, you know, if we look at something like HIV and AIDS, we know that HIV and AIDS or HIV, um, you know, doesn't just arrive at, at at our door and comes knocking. So there's um, behaviors that lead to greater risk of HIV. That could be, you know, obviously risky sexual behavior, but linked to that are issues such as um, drug use, drug abuse, alcohol use and and alcohol misuse. Um, And these are all interlinked, putting people at greater risk of contracting HIV in the first place. And if we then look at these forms of behavior, we then see that men are at greater risk of engaging in these very behaviors that I've just mentioned. On the flip side of that, if we wanted to look at issues of violence and gender-based violence, again, these behaviors are are also linked to, you know, a higher number of of violence and gender-based violence also putting men at greater risk, for instance, of being victims of, of homicide. Yeah. Um, What's perhaps interesting about this, Marcel, is that, and I'm looking at your title, The Principle for Living with Dignity and Gender-Based Violence, and and the reason I kind of find that it seems that we, we, we can't look at the one, uh, looking at men and their behavioral risks and how they behave, etc., without actually looking at the other as well in this country. Yeah, it's quite funny you raising that, Michelle, because I was just writing something up on the on the GBD summit that yeah. um, was held about two weeks ago um, on the president's inputs on the day, which were great. 
in a sense that they really spoke about prevention. He spoke a lot about prevention, the role that men and boys play. But, you know, I haven't quite figured out what my stance is. But often when we speak about men looking after themselves, we speak about it in respect of what they shouldn't do um, to, you know, women or children. Yeah. Um, and I think it is time that we acknowledge that, you know, men um, need to look after themselves for their own um, benefit in the first place. Yeah. Everything else will follow. Uh, so you're right. We often, you know, attach uh, a negative connotation when we speak about Men's men health. looking after themselves. Yeah. So... If we look at uh, what we're looking, uh, if we look at the the, the concept of um, what the day is all about, International Men's mm-hmm. Day, um, there's something that I read, which you may be able to talk about, the superhero syndrome. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so we're really looking at men looking after themselves yeah. so that we can, you know, be healthier, we can be better fathers, you know, better colleagues, better partners, and, um, you know, live better lives and healthier lives. But all too often, men, we men, seem to struggle to actually acknowledge when we aren't fully functioning or when we suffer from some ailment. And um, there's research globally, and that includes South Africa, that men struggle to access healthcare services, delay um, getting checkups, particularly frequent things, including simple things such as prostate examination for those in their 40s, 50s or older. Um, and of course, there are systemic issues. You know, yeah. men don't often feel welcome or the operating hours don't work for them. But there's also something that that needs to change within us. And that is really work that, that we in our community housework are engaging in and with some of the partners we work with on the ground in our communities to really get men to to begin talking about their health issues and taking them seriously. You know, it's so, I mean, it's so, so kind of, it's all linked together. It's one big fat uh, spider web <laughs> of connections. And, and because as you're talking, and you're talking about the superhero syndrome and like how men, you know, expectations of men, and women are often responsible for that as well because they will mm-hmm. say, I am going to go. I mean, I've seen this even on Twitter. Someone says, yes, I'm going on a date and I expect him to pay for the meal and I expect him to do this and it must be at the most expensive restaurant. Like there's no sense of like empathy with the world around like, let's. why can't we just go for a walk around the park if that's going to suit mm-hmm. you better, whatever. And I do think that that perhaps this is something that we all need to engage with, is how do we ensure that everybody feels uh, positive, that everybody's self-esteem is Um, is maintained, not just women, not just men, everybody, you know. Yes, you're right. You know, this is such a complex, um, you call it a web. Gender norms are are difficult, right? Gender norms evolve over time. And as you rightly say, they're not, you know, it's not just men who are responsible for, for their gender norms or vice versa. And I, I mean, two things come to mind as you speak. The one is um, 
you know, that we all have a role to play, um, beginning from where we raise children and the kind of um, messages we embed in them, uh, the way we treat girls and boys differently, perhaps. Um, and, and, you know, we don't always get the chance, uh, and when we want to fix things later at a later age, it is just so much harder. So there mm. is a job for everyone. The, um, just because it's on my mind, because I wrote the report last night, the president also said this isn't, you know, this is for everyone. Yeah. This is a societal challenge. And that's why you're alluding to the fact we are all involved in, in shifting gender norms, removing those that are harmful and getting us all to, um, you know, to, yeah. to live in dignity. I mean, you you call them gender norms, and that's exactly it. I mean, it's like heterosexual biases and norms that we need to break out of. How do we do it in small ways, Marcel? Mm -hmm. You see, we do need to do it in small ways, but we do need to also <laughs> do it everywhere, right? And that is really the challenge. That So the organizations that we work with at, at Anglo-American um, are really tackling that challenge, that you want big impact. But the mm. global evidence also shows us, so global research shows us that these shifts need to be very carefully um, you know, facilitated. It's not someone coming into my house or into my faith community or into my workplace saying, what you're doing is rubbish, this is how it's being done. It'll never work. So it is about very careful facilitation. It is a, a long-term process, and it needs to happen everywhere. It needs to be happening in, in early childhood development centers. It needs to happen in schools. It needs to happen, you know, for those of us who are a little bit older. Um, so the challenge is really we want to do it at scale, but we are also aware that it needs to be very carefully facilitated. The president was talking about men's dialogues. That is mm. a good starting point, um, you know, to talk to peers um, and build communities of trust. And of trust. And there are organizations out there that are doing that, and yeah. they are managing to scale it up. Amazing. We've actually spoken to some of them here on the show as well. Marcel, thank awesome. you so much for joining us, and uh, we wish you a good and happy International Men's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Thank to you. <laughs> Marcel Kowith is the Principal for Living with Dignity and Gender-Based Violence Programs at Anglo-American. It's 10 to 8.